0: Why did Matthew, a college student raised as a Jehovah's Witness, leave the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society? How did Matthew's friend Daniel show love and help him learn more about what Christians believe and teach? And how did Daniel grow in his faith as he became friends with Matthew? I met Reverend Matthew Finn and Daniel Verkohen recently when the three of us were guests on a panel discussion for a video that will equip Christians to witness to Jehovah's Witnesses. During today's program, they'll share their story. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for the program today. Thanks for being my guest today, Reverend Finn and Daniel.
1: It's an honor to be here.
0: My pleasure. Thank you. We're so glad you could be a part of the program. Um, Tell our listeners how you met, and let me just let them know, I'm just going to let uh, my two guests kind of talk to each other and talk through the story rather than me getting involved with a bunch of questions because it's a 28 minute program and um, I talk too much. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> will tell you that. So um, uh, but I would, you know, I'll probably uh at times bring us back or or ask a question but in general i'm going to let uh reverend matthew finn by the way for our listeners he is today a lutheran pastor in canada and we'll share a little bit more about that as we uh, finish the program so just tell our listeners how you met
2: i was in community college um this was how old was i I was about 20. Uh, i was in community college Uh, it was about what daniel summer two thousand and six something like that yeah, about that yeah and uh Daniel worked in the computer lab that was in the the university or the the college there and uh um my memory's hazy, but i, I somehow uh we started did i did I get a job there too uh, that I think
1: I you did I think you were starting to work a little bit of part-time hours there as well and yeah and uh i was at i was in college for um business accounting and uh i picked up that part-time job just to get some extra money and uh that's where i met matt at the time and uh yeah we we hit it off pretty good and and he uh, was very inquisitive and, and very interesting guy to talk to um and i had never really developed a friendship with a Jehovah's witness before so it was a great opportunity um i always see friendships as ministry opportunity so this this was a good one for me
2: and by this stage um uh, i was i was still a um still a Jehovah's witness i remember telling daniel well uh, i'm a Jehovah's witness but i have one or two reservations um so so he i met daniel at the point at which the
1: there there's a crack in the door that I, yeah. I i wanted to put my foot into that's for sure <laughs> and 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 then that struck up many conversations between the two of us um like we would go on lunch break and i'll never forget sitting down in, in um, the cafeteria at the college and saying all right like it was not hard to strike up a conversation with Matt about um the bible or about god because as you would know if you've spoken with Jehovah's witness before they're eager to talk about these things and uh, to be honest i felt like i was a little bit out of my depth when it came to some of the discussions we were having so uh because he he had, he would have these questions and then I'd be like, oh, like Lord help me <laughs> as I as I have this conversation, because uh I could tell this guy sitting across from me uh is a deep thinker and and studied a lot, a lot of scripture. But I mean, Matt, you and I would talk for like an hour straight just about who God is and about scripture and and um just dive in and and it was fantastic. And uh, that was the start of our friendship
2: and it didn't it didn't take long um i remember in, in in feeling i remember feeling threatened and out of not out of my match but um, inadequate to answer the questions even though i probably spoke a lot <laughs> uh, because daniel would would ask probing questions like okay but is that really what that text is talking about is our, uh, is that really what the Bible says? Are you, are you sure? You know, uh, and it's, it was those kinds of probing questions, which were like a a chisel opening the, making the cracks worse.
1: Mm -hmm. And I found that was uh, I guess the Holy spirit guiding me to um, just listen to what you were presenting to me and compare it with the truth of scripture and and uh if i would if you would tell me something and then i would think of the context of that verse and then i i wasn't out to um present a strong enough argument to defeat your argument because i i I didn't feel that i could um do that very very well but it was it's easier for me to like you said ask those probing questions to get you to change your mind on your own and and to go into those questions if if you were presenting to me um i don't know something about the watchtower society perhaps and and then i would start asking different questions about about that versus scripture or or whatever it might be and it I I think that's an easier way of doing it because I don't have all the answers, um, but together with the help of the Holy Spirit, then we can get to the truth, right?
2: And nothing's quite as good as destroying um, a a false foundation than a really well-thought-out, well-placed question. (laughs) Um, I remember that all all of these conversations by the time September rolled around had me very confused in a very whirling, uh, my head was spinning uh, and I didn't, I really didn't know um, what to believe anymore. And I I remember just basically giving up (laughs) and and saying, you know, praying one night, Lord, I, I don't, I don't know what's what's true anymore. I don't know what's right anymore. Just send me the right direction. <laughs> um, and, and on a whim, I, I opened up. Um, I opened up my Bible to Philippians um, chapter. Uh, was it two, three? Um, Philippians um, chapter three, where Paul after he gives his um, spiritual resume of all the things that he thought recommended him to God, uh, circumcised on the eighth day, uh, a Hebrew of Hebrews, a Pharisee, these kinds of things that he thought earned him brownie points with God. Then I was absolutely floored when we came to verse 8. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my lord for his sake i have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that i may gain christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law but that which is through faith in christ the righteousness from god that depends on faith i mean that verse completely blew my mind because up until that point um jesus had never been Central part of my theology. He was always a means to an end, um, and what I saw in that was that Jesus was the the everything revolves around who Jesus is and what he does, um, and if you get Jesus right, um, you should get everything else right, um, mm-hmm. and that uh, that blew my mind, um, and. It took me, after that, it took me three months from that point um, to even work up the courage to um, tell my family that um, I, I had this conversion experience or whatever. Um, as Lutherans, we don't like, we don't often talk about conversion that way. Cause most of, most Lutherans have been <laughs> baptized as babies and we, we don't, we don't, but for us few adults who come later on in life, it, it, these kinds of things can happen.
1: <laughs> I remember you were pretty apprehensive during that time. Um, and obviously nervous too, because your parents, um, were strong Jehovah's Witnesses and I believe your grandparents were as well. Mm-hmm. and um, all your friends, your whole community. Yep. And, thank, and thank God, God did bring a, around other Christian friends uh, that were there to support you when you gave your life to Christ. And uh, I, I was so happy to, to be one of those friends. And uh, to be able to walk with you through that time was such an honor. And um, I know, Kay, you talk about, taking the time sometimes to uh have those friendships and have those conversations and and um i mean if we can't do that then what are we doing like that's that's the goal in this life is to lead other people to christ and and if we're able to take some time out of our day and take some time out of our week or month or year and and spend it walking with someone towards towards that end is, is the best. Like that's what's, what life is about. Right.
2: And in, in Mike, in the case of, of witnessing to a Jehovah's witness, um, there has to be a willingness to um, put your money where your mouth is. And if you're, if they are not allowed to have friends or any social support outside of um, Approved channels, um, and so them, uh, a, 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 somebody who's a devout Jehovah's Witness becoming uh, a Christian could involve rejection from their family, their friends, everybody they know. Uh, for a, someone who lives still with their parents, that that that's that's a frightening, frightening uh, thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having Daniel's family uh, uh, said no, you know, if it's too hard at home, you can come and and live with us. Don't worry, you have a support system.
1: yeah and my dad was a pastor and so he he knew a lot of uh, what what might happen with your situation, those sort of things too as as I would share with him the conversations we'd have and the progress that you were making and he probably had met you a couple of times I'd, i I'm thinking. Um, through some some small group situations and stuff like that so when uh actually I, I i'll never forget the night too that you ended up going to the elders of the the kingdom hall and and matt was on his way to become an elder himself i believe and uh and having to share that he had made the choice uh to choose christ and uh so I, I drove you there and man you were you were nervous. Oh, <laughs> oh
2: yeah, I mean what's not to be nervous about? You're you're a, a, a headstrong 20-year-old who's uh just had a you know, uh your whole world thrown upside down um with uh you know, with an encounter with Christ through the word and you have to go to a uh a, a dark a a dark room in the, in the back of the kingdom hall with, you know, three men who, who know the Bible probably better than you and and who you've heard teach your whole life. And they're asking you questions and and that's intimidating.
1: Mm -hmm. But uh, I know we, we parked there. I think that might've been my first time in the kingdom hall parking lot, but uh, we prayed. Uh, We, we, we kind of, yeah, we, we were praying for you before you went in and, and i know this the scripture that you had on your heart was like not to prepare for when they ask questions because naturally you would have been the one to over prepare and
2: exactly
1: <laughs> so you're like i i the holy spirit's like going to help me and and i'm going to go in there and i'm going to just share with them the gospel and and what god's done and, and see what happens and then you came out and I think at that time the word was probably spread pretty quickly through the community, and uh, it would be safe to say you were kind of shunned at that moment.
2: Yeah, uh, according to standard practice, they would have uh, announced it the following on the following meeting Tuesday night, whatever that night was. Um, and, and yeah, so uh, anybody at that point would be required to to shun me. Um, it's, it gets a, there's a bit of a gray area. Um, uh, when it comes to parents and children, uh, but yeah, the the shunning is pretty is uh, is is pretty standard on that regard.
0: Pastor Finn, can you tell our listeners about the fact that the elders allowed you to share your case of why you uh, believed in Christ and what you said? Just because I think our listeners would enjoy that and want to hear that.
2: Yeah, so I was really surprised that, that they gave me the opportunity to, to exple- express to them the, the major points of the reason why I, I was no longer uh, a Jehovah's Witness. Um, and um, I, I, I went for two different... Um, I took two different approaches. Uh, the first approach... I took was, was to say, was to point out their false prophecies, um, and, and the hypocrisy of the organization. Um, they had predicted the world's end uh, so many times. Um, and, and also, um, they had been guilty of some, uh, blatant hypocrisy as an organization and and it, it gets complicated, but I brought that up. And then, um, I was also able to um, uh, explain and, and share to them the fact that uh, what they believe about Jesus is wrong, and, and that the Church, um, from early days, from the you know the year 325, the Council of Nicaea, uh, they ha- the Church has already discussed and debated this uh, thoroughly. Um, and their position has was was already uh, condemned as as being uh, against the word as being heretical. Um, and uh, what was interesting in their response was they did not want they didn't they heard my what, what my case was and they did not want, they provided a perfunctory answer and then did not want me to respond back. They would say, but we're not here to do, de- we're not here to discuss. We're not here to debate. We're here to, and, and it came down to basically, well, if you're humble, you'll submit to us because we have the answers. Mm. Um, but if you're arrogant, you're not going to listen to us. And it's at that point where I, I, I said, listen, I, I have to follow what the Bible says and I, I'm not going to trust, uh, the Watchtower Society or or your magazines or publications because you've contradicted yourselves, you've had false prophecies, uh, I've got to stand with the Bible, and that's it. Um, and uh, it was at that point when I said that, then they said, then you are no longer one of Jehovah's Witnesses.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, and then after that, and your, your parents wanted no Christian material in their house, which was difficult for you as as a new believer wanting to study. Thank, thankfully, you had your Bible. Uh, no Christian music, though. No Christian articles. Nothing, right?
2: No, I, yeah, I wasn't allowed to uh, access to the internet. It was restricted. I wouldn't. I wasn't even allowed to have like a church bulletin in the house. Right.
1: <laughs> so, as as your friend and as someone wanting to see you grow, um, I was talking with my dad. He's like, "Yeah, have them." have them live at our house. And because things were very difficult for you to to grow and to just enjoy your walk with the Lord. So so we invited you in. We had a bunk bed you and I shared uh, for a little while till we ended up getting an apartment and stuff like that um, and share, splitting the rent, which was uh, helpful. But um, being able to watch you grow in your walk with the Lord was just fantastic and and it did a lot for my walk with the lord as well
0: awesome awesome so um no there's a lot more but can you each just kind of share a conclusion um how did this relationship that the two of you have impact your faith daniel you talk a little you mentioned a little bit about the growth that happened to you Mm -hmm. because of this relationship. But just talk for a minute about the impact of knowing uh, Matthew and Mm -hmm. having him become your friend.
1: Yeah, I'd be glad to. Um, I think whenever we're challenged with something that we're not used to or something that's kind of big for us, it helps us dive into the word and get to know the truth and whether it be the humanities class in college or um or Mm -hmm. making a friend as as a jehovah's witness and being challenged is uncomfortable um but that's good that's what we need because that's what helps us grow and so when i was challenged by matt's questions and matt's debates and and stuff like that then that helped me say Dana, like Dana, what do you truly believe what is the truth and for me to dive into it as well so uh before our relationship i i wouldn't have known very much about the jehovah's witness and i wouldn't have known uh like i knew a bit but i mean after i had firsthand experience and then i also was able to share with coworkers in the future that i met who were also jehovah's witness and and i could um prayerfully try to reach out to them as well and develop those relationships too. So it's, it's just a great spiritual, um, biblical godly growth that you can experience absolutely through the challenge. Yeah.
0: And Reverend, uh, Finn, just, uh, the impact that knowing Daniel had on your faith in life.
2: Yeah. Um, the biggest impact when I, when I think of Daniel, um, and his impact on my life, I, I am immediately drawn, th- think of the scripture where Christ says, you will know my followers by their love. Mm,
0: um, powerful.
2: Because not only did Daniel, out of Christian love, care for another human being, uh, take the time to share the gospel with me, take the time to challenge false ideas, Um he didn't leave it there. He he became my friend. Uh, he became my brother. He, he he you know opened his house to me, uh, and uh, uh, we've stayed friends ever since. Um, it, it's it's that putting it's that putting of Christianity into practice. And In Daniel, I saw uh, the love of Christ to care for others, to care for myself. Um, to me, that that was uh, very. Uh, impactful to see um that there is a, there is lively faith out there uh there are people who who believe in god trust in jesus and, and um, uh, desire the good of others uh and are willing to um, to to follow jesus uh to me that that's what uh this friendship with daniel uh has shown me
0: Wonderful. Now I'm going to make some announcements and then we're going to talk the rest of the time about the video and a little bit more about both of the uh, men that are my guests today. Uh, Family Shield Ministries is composed of Christians who care about families and the gospel, transforming lives now and for eternity. The Family Shield radio program is aired on more than 50 radio stations and on many podcast platforms. We also coordinate the counter cult ministry and educational and outreach services. This week, Family Shield is giving away some tracks that can help Christians learn to witness to Jehovah's Witnesses. To receive them at no cost, call the Family Shield Response Center 1-877-250-8416 or email us, witness2family at gmail.com. Uh, As I mentioned before, Reverend Finn, Daniel, and I were recently featured as guests on a video that will help viewers learn to respond and witness to Jehovah's Witnesses. It's produced by the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate. The video is currently in the final editing phase and it will be available soon through www.everyonehiswitness.org. Listeners can view it free. If you'd like the free code which is required, contact me again at WITNESS to family at gmail.com or call me at 314-772-6070. I'm going to give out the code right now, but I know many of the listeners will not have a pen or pencil, so just email us or call us. That special code that you'll be able to watch this almost two-hour video in eight segments uh, is E1HWFREE at E1, H-W-F-R-E-E, or again, just email us or call us. Ooh, our time is almost up. We encourage listeners to support us with a gift and become a partner with us in accomplishing our vision and mission. Please let us know which station you listen to when you write. You can write a check and mail it to us or give online at www.familyshieldministries.com. I want to go back to my guests, Reverend Matthew Finn and Daniel Vercohen, but we only have about a minute left, so I don't really know. I thought we'd have enough time to talk a little more about that video, but I just want to thank them for being part of that uh, video produced by Reverend Mark Wood of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate, and the program Everyone His Witness. Uh, just a quick comment from either of you uh, as we close the program.
1: Yeah, I'll just say something real quick. Thank you, Kay, for what you're doing in the ministry, and I just know that it's going to impact the kingdom of Christ. And how Matt was uh, um, mentioning about my love uh, for people, I just, the one thing that I did when I was young and I continue to do is just pray that God allows me to see others through his eyes. And I encourage you to do the same thing, anybody, any of the listeners, because then you can really see precious humans with love.
0: Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. We have less than 30 seconds left. So uh, again, Reverend Matthew Finn, and I was going to give him time to talk about both of these gentlemen are from Canada. And uh, Matthew Finn uh, is a pastor at St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. And our time is up, but we're so thankful you were able to be with us today and share your story. This is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. Thanks for listening.
2: You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63116. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.